0: Hey, one of our favorite Illini of all time, Kendall Gill, coming back to town next week for his annual golf outing. That raises funds for good things. But guess what? His son might steal the show.
1: Yeah, it turns out Phoenix might be the most popular of the Gills in Champaign-Urbana next week, especially since he just got his first offer from the Illini.
0: Hey, it's Fourth of July. No better time to talk recruiting. We'll talk scheduling. We'll talk... What UCLA and USC will bring to the Big Ten in this week's Inside Illinois basketball podcast. Come back after these holiday messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, happy 4th of July, everyone. From uh, yours truly, and especially Scott Ritchie, who is uh, taking this holiday to come into the podcast booth in his red, white, and blue overalls uh, to talk basketball. Thank you, Scott Ritchie.
1: Now, I'm not opposed to overalls. In fact, I've owned them in you know in my life, but none of the Stars and stripes variety. But happy Fourth, everyone.
0: What don't you? Did you like the your country? Well, like America. uh,
1: if we're really going by the rules, the flag should not be, you know, worn, you know, as clothing, even, you know, in a, you know, an overalls fashion. So I'm just, you know, I'm following the rules, Jim.
0: Thank you. Don't I'm let Jim. the flag touch the ground. Don't wear it. It's pretty <laughs> simple. <laughs> I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, also celebrating this fourth uh, here at uh, Fox Drive, where the news is at headquarters. Are. Ed Bond is our executive producer. He's been on the radio all morning. Hope you had a chance to listen to that great music. Uh, parades going on right now, Richie. Uh, uh, you were not the grand marshal, I understand, or were you runner-up? I don't think I was in the competition. Okay. I, I would have.
1: I will grand marshal a parade if you, you want like me to.
0: D- dudes from Eureka like parades.
1: I don't dislike parades. Right. Um, I don't. Maybe give me like a fall parade. It's too hot okay. to be outside.
0: Uh, anyway, thank you for joining us. We'll talk Illinois basketball here uh, for a half hour or so on your holiday before the fireworks go, uh, go off tonight. Jeff Delesio, our editor, former beat writer, back when Illinois basketball was just getting good. I was the beat writer when they were really good. Yep, for that one season. He got there during the uh, Kruger era. I and, got the self era.
1: and You didn't get the full era. And I might be the beat writer when Illinois gets good again. Now they're... They've hit a lot of the, the marks, checked a lot of the boxes, um, mm-hmm. just except for that you know, NCAA tournament run.
0: Well, uh, our editor, Jeff D'Alessio, was uh, on vacation and, and brought back gaming sheets indicating the odds of each uh, college basketball team of winning a national championship. Illinois is uh, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17th. Best odds to win the national championship.
1: I mean, that mostly tracks, I think, with where Illinois is kind of being projected. You'll still hear in July, several months before the start of the season. Um, And Illinois basketball is going to be one of those teams that I don't think anyone will have, including myself, will have a great feel, and maybe even including the coaches, until the season is closer, until it starts. Because this is a mostly, at this point, like three-quarters brand-new team. There's a lot of talent, and I've said this a lot. There's a lot of talent on this team. How it all comes together, no clue. That—that's Brad Underwood's challenge. Okay,
0: I love I love odds. I'm a, I'm pro betting. Okay, and now that it's legal, mostly. Uh, it's, yeah, uh, I'm not anti betting. I don't do it myself. Smart. Can you tell me which two teams here are listed as the favorites? Uh, North Carolina. No, they're they're the they're no? the second pick behind these two teams, which kind of one kind of surprised me, one didn't. Well, Gonzaga, obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's the one that I. Okay, I think at this point
1: Gonzaga might just be the preseason number one Again. for eternity, right? And then then they'll never win the national title. But um, like Drew Timmy coming back, Julian Strother, uh, a couple of their young guards, Nolan Hickman, Hunter Salas, um, recruiting well, like they'll always be at the top. Okay. Uh, the other team, uh, Baylor? I've seen uh, Baylor being projected high in some places. Close
0: in the geographical sense. Houston. There you go. I didn't know if everyone was as high on Houston yeah. as I was. Well, they were. So this, uh, and I'm not sure, I don't, I, I'm don't. having trouble finding the source of these odds, uh, but it's got North Carolina three, Kentucky four, Duke and Kansas at five, UCLA at six. That's as far as I'll go. How about that? Illinois is uh, tied with Indiana and this is this indicates this may not be the most uh, I guess expert odds. Michigan's ahead of them. And in your power poll, which I saw again an expanded power poll did I see,
1: kind of a pretend for a minute, okay, power poll,
0: but it included UCLA and USC. Yeah. Okay. You had UCLA listed uh first. Sure. Okay.
1: I mean, Jaime is coming back, Tiger Campbell coming back, um, two five-star freshmen. Like things are are in a good place in Westwood right now. Um, but yeah, I had Michigan behind. I mean, and this is I've had Michigan behind Indiana Illinois, and Illinois for a little while now. Like Caleb Houston, Musa Diabate did not come back, and the players they added to fill those roster spots: Joey Baker, um, Yusuf Kayat hopefully I said that right, Uh, then not as good, I don't think. So Michigan has the betting favorite in the Big Ten to win a national title. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to get some Michigan fans to put money on that, and then they'll be disappointed when the Wolverines don't win.
0: Also, given the football odds, you don't want to know about that if you're an Illinois fan. I just assume. Sorry, Edmond. I assume Illinois
1: is. Are they even on the list?
0: They're be. They're tied with the Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Florida International, Florida Atlantic, Eastern Michigan, Liberty, Marshall, UMass. We'll stop there. Basically, they're not going to win a national title in football. Is what I. That's my take.
1: <laughs> Sounds like they might not win conference USA. <laughs> that's, that's a rough. Yeah, that's a, a rough. Years, group say they're
0: recruiting in. pretty well. I would argue. Uh, I see they're at this stage eh. of the game. Up there. Somewhat. Farther than usual. All right. But here, hey, we're here to talk basketball, Richie, so stop with the pigskin stuff.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how you bring it up and then it's my fault.
0: All right, since uh, I was gone last week, vacationing in the uh, beaches of Florida, sunbathing, kicking sand in Weakling's faces, <laughs> things like that. I f- uh, apologies to your kids who got... Speaking of my kids, happy 21st to Gus Rosso. He turns 21 today, July 4th, so I'm already a little nervous. We celebrated. We were in St. Louis this morning by going to a 7-Eleven at 8 in the morning and having him buy two 40-ounce beers. (laughs) then drink them, but we we bought them. We took pictures with a 7-Eleven clerk and even a customer back in line. It was a festive occasion.
1: That's sort of spectacular. (laughs) I'll
0: show you pictures later, Scott Richie. I embarrassed him to all... To no end. Happy was, birthday to Gus! Yeah. Uh, back to basketball. There was a French guy uh, who, uh, while I was gone, said yes to Illinois. I don't know how that works out. Can you explain?
1: Sure. And it's it was like a six week process, more or less, to land uh, Zachary Perrain, I believe that is how you pronounce his last name. That's how that's what Illinois is going with. So I suppose I'll ask Zach just to make sure. First time I get to talk to him, but he's not. You know, in the U.S., won't be in Champagne until August. He's, you know, with the French U18 national team preparing for the mm-hmm. European championships at that age group. So it'll be a, while, a little while before he gets here. But, um, I mean, the first step in that was him deciding that he was going to play college basketball because he had opportunities to sign with uh, in a French professional league because he played with their under-21 squad this past year, played really well, was MVP at that level. Um, but he decided college basketball was, you know, his preferred path, and you know, Illinois has some international recruiting connections. Jeff Alexander has a lot of those because, on you know, some of his previous stops um, as an assistant coach, I'm thinking like Evansville, you know, Idaho, like they recruited a lot of international players. So he did. He knows people in Europe. Brad Underwood knows people in Europe. Um, so that's how, you know, Zachary Parain got on Illinois' radar, and then. Just a matter of giving him the recruiting pitch, and it, it was enough to you know, land the 6'10, 220-pound forward, uh, who I don't know. There's no clear idea of what he'll bring, you know, in year one at Illinois. But he's certainly an intriguing prospect, and over the last year or so, his profile has really risen um, in Europe. You know, he, the spring he played in you know, several sort of all-star. Type events with some of the best players in Europe. Obviously, it's an international experience. He made the U18 team a year ago as a 16-year-old. Back on that again, he he won't turn 18 until early August. So, young guy, loads of potential, and uh, no real idea how it's going to play out uh, with Illinois. But it's if you're going to take a a shot on a guy, I think you you do it with someone of his caliber and background.
0: All right, so he's not in your starting five, is what you're telling me.
1: No, no, I I doubt it. Now, he he could come in and be, you know, the next. I'm trying to think of a a reasonable comp that's just not totally out of of bounds, but I can't come up with one that's not crazy. But Uve
0: Blob, let's go old school.
1: I think more athletic, certain than Uve. He was, he's a real big fella. Um, more athletic. So yeah, there. How about that? More athletic. Okay, Uwe blob. That's a terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Threw you off, didn't I? Yeah, I, I did not expect to you know, bring up Uwe. How about
0: Olaf Blob. Uh, that's even worse. All right. Wasn't
1: Olaf the the lesser of the blobs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess. Yes, the lesser blob. Yeah.
1: This, oh, have we gone down that yes rabbit hole? I mean, no. Nah, he could be he has a different set of experiences in basketball than anyone else on the Illinois roster. I mean, he's played against, well, I mean, as a 17 year old, he was playing against guys, you know, in their, you know, early twenties, you know, in the the French B league, you know, with the U 21 teams. I mean, that's sort of what he'll face in college basketball. Cause it's going to be, you know, guys 19, 20, 21, 22. So maybe that helps him. Let's not put, all of you know, the load of expectations on his shoulders. Okay.
0: Just quite yet. All right. So, uh, question, Scott Ritchie, uh, on inside of basketball. Does this finalize the roster dog it, or are we still waiting?
1: No, this should be it because there's one scholarship open and, you know, Brad Underwood has mentioned multiple times that he wants to leave at least one okay. open just in case there's a, a mid year transfer that, you know, they like, think it can make a difference and, um, then they would use it then. But as he's also mentioned, tough to keep 13 scholarship guys happy. Mm -hmm. Probably going to be tough to keep 12 happy, if we're going to be honest.
0: Trying to keep our uh, podcast listeners happy. I'll apologize for Scott Ritchie for bringing Imani Bates into the conversation a couple weeks ago.
1: (laughs) Did he – is he going to come to Illinois? Did he commit?
0: No. Eastern Michigan. Well – His hometown.
1: He's going home. And – As it turns out, that might have been the only place he could go. Mm Because Louisville was, for a time, seen as an option. That seemed to fall apart. Um, I don't know that Illinois was ever really an option, despite what people on Twitter wanted to say. Uh, Maybe he can figure it out back in Ypsilanti. But for a guy that was at 15 on the cover of Sports Illustrated as the next LeBron, Durant, whatever, It's not been maybe the trajectory that Imani expected, certainly not the trajectory his dad expected. Um, One of the more intriguing players in college basketball, though, just because seemingly oodles of talent did not figure it out last year at Memphis.
0: All right, is there a Big Ten roster uh, that is uh, not finalized yet, or are we all good?
1: I would imagine things are pretty settled at this point because I mean, Illinois was in a place where, you know, they had one to give. I mean, technically two, but really just one, um, and filled that, you know, Michigan, you know, did their thing after the draft and, you know, they didn't get Caleb Houston, Musa Diabate back. So I think the big 10 should be settled at this point. Um, but it's college athletics and things are crazy. So I'm, and I'll leave the door open for more changes, but I it would be those would be like the surprise things that happen.
0: All right, uh, if you get in, in Sunday's print edition, Scott Ritchie uh, had his expanded Big Ten power poll. Sixteen teams, right? Um,
1: Just with the the fun idea that USC sure. and UCLA were. Gonna come early.
0: That announcement came last week. I'm happy to report I did something on the San Diego Illini Club uh, over the weekend, and they uh, extended an invitation to me to come out to speak to them. I would pay for the trip, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Which, who knows? Okay. Well, said, I was gonna I was gonna be
1: them? very jealous for a second, then you know, maybe now, not so
0: much. You and Lauren come out to their ears and beers event August, I think 13th or 10th, sometime in August, and I'm, maybe I'll do it. Up on Southwest, maybe I'll jump on that train that Bond always takes out to the West Coast. Anyway, what I'm getting to is there are 15,000 alums on the West Coast, Southern California alums, I should say. So I think Illinois has a pretty strong presence uh, among Big Ten schools uh, when they start making that trip.
1: Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, Illinois has got a pretty strong alum presence in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. Uh, sort of one of... Yeah, you know, it's a, a calling card for the university, and something that you know, was mentioned a lot is just you know how big the alumni base is and kind of where they are. But uh, with UCLA and USC and the Big Ten, in a couple of years, that there might actually be some Illinois fans, you know, at those games, you know, whenever you know, they do happen. And I remember I mean, Illinois basketball played you know those two games in Arizona, you know, back in 2019, and there was a good turnout. You know, both uh, in Phoenix for the Grand Canyon game and then, you know, again uh, in Tucson for the Arizona game. So, it's a, I mean, that's an easy trip for the West Coast alums to make and, if I mean, just be right in their backyard.
0: Yeah. Crazy to think uh, they'll be part of the Big Ten starting in 2024. it be interesting to see how the schedule works out, what they do with divisions, do they break it up for basketball, how the heck UCLA is going to... Make the trip all the way here so many times. Uh, what's your best guess, Scott Ritchie?
1: Well, I mean, I think for football, for basketball, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Um, just in terms of, you know, the travel. I mean, the the, the one that's going to be the battle is like the Thursday night volleyball match in Piscataway and USC-UCLA USC, are flying across country for that and that's a 5 hour trip. So maybe logistically that's not great but I think football probably kills divisions probably should anyway even you know despite the expansion and basketball would be interesting cuz you know do they go to more Big 10 games just to help maybe you know ensure some of these you know old rivalries stay intact or cuz you know, 16 teams that you got 15 one-offs and then you only play five teams twice.
0: Who knows who will be in the Big Ten by then? Maybe they'll add a couple more schools, maybe up to eight more schools.
1: Yeah, the the Big 24. Why not? And it'll still go by the Big Ten, even though the conference will be twice as big (coughs) as it used to be.
0: Ed Bond will be on his toes having to produce uh, radio broadcasts uh, in every nook and cranny of this fine country of ours, of which we're celebrating its birthday today. Aren't we, Scott Ritchie? Yeah. I'm still giving you a skeptical eye about your patriotism. (laughs) This podcast just got political. I
1: mean, the Big Ten, though, is embracing all of America. It's the first conference to go coast to coast. And they could add more out west, probably, in fact, will, just to make some of the travel issues for UCLA and USC a, a little more palatable.
0: All right, out west. We'll remain there for the NBA Summer League. Kofi Coburn's going to make his debut. What Tuesday? Is that right?
1: Yeah, July fifth through seventh is sort of. It's Utah hosts like Summer League precursor. It's only, uh, I think, four teams, um, but they just get kind of and because Los Angeles hosts the precursor to the precursor. It's happening right now. Uh, But yeah, Kofi will get three games in Salt Lake City, and then. The jazz will head like with the rest of the league to Las Vegas, uh, July 7th through the 17th for kind of summer league proper. And I mean, this is the time where he has to make his case that he should be on the roster. And it's a entirely different front court situation, uh, for Utah than it was when they or when they signed, you know, Kofi after the draft, because they've traded Rudy Gobert, but got back Walker Kessler in that deal from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, Problem for Kofi there is Walker Kessler as a first-round pick has a guaranteed contract. Uh, Kofi signed, of course, the Exhibit Ten contract, which is not guaranteed; could be cut at any time. Uh, no money you know, coming. Uh, so that's Walker Kessler's the the roadblock. Uh, Udoka Azabuke, who you know should be healthy by the start of the season, is a roadblock for Kofi. And then maybe the biggest roadblock of all, because it's literally the biggest player in the NBA. Uh, Taco Fall was added to the Jazz Summer League roster, and that's a Danny Ainge move. Who's who's with the Celtics now? You know, with the Jazz, um, Taco Fall, seven six, three hundred and eleven pounds. So clearly, Utah is all about the giant human beings. Um, we'll see what that means you know, for Kofi.
0: All right, be interesting to watch. Be fun to watch. I guess Summer League is. I mean, I always enjoy
1: it, and I went out there a few years ago to watch it in person Hmm. um, because it's always like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Io going to suit up for the Bulls? He's not going to play. Okay. Uh, Malcolm Hill, though, will play for the Bulls Summer League team um, and has signed – at least he was offered a two-way contract that made him a restricted free agent, so either he'll still wind up with the Bulls in their second two-way spot or – He'll sign guaranteed contract somewhere else, but and again, an opportunity for him to really solidify himself in the NBA. Like he got a brief run with the Hawks, a little longer run with the Bulls this past season. So he's he's in. He just got to he just has to stay in.
0: All right, one of the Illini's best NBA players, Kendall Gill, back in the news not because of what he's doing. Not, he's not punching somebody in the face and boxing like legal boxing. Not yeah, angry boxing. But his son. Uh, got an Illinois offer yeah Phoenix Gill
1: class of 2025 you know, so he's uh I suppose now a high school sophomore but you know got you know, an Illinois offer his first offer of any kind and I don't know I mean Illinois probably needed to be in on that one but uh Phoenix was on the San Ignatius team that finished third in class 3A this past year did not really play all that much as a as a freshman it's they had kind of a more veteran team with juniors and seniors, but it was at least on the roster. Got to practice against those guys. And then it was really uh, this month, you know, early in June, some of the high school shootouts you know, across the state. College coaches were there, and, you know, Phoenix apparently played pretty well. So first offer is in. It's his dad's alma mater. We'll, uh, but there's... Let's just say there's plenty of time for that recruitment because again, Phoenix has has not officially at least started his
0: sophomore year of high school. Kendall Gill has a golf outing here pretty soon, does he not? Oh uh, uh, yeah, left.
1: July 11th, so next week. Next, okay, that'd be next Monday. Yeah, um, would imagine Phoenix will be here as well. He's he's come I think every year with his dad. His he was family. a
0: tyke when we first photographed him here at. I was gonna say there's
1: there's. Lots of photos of a very young phoenix, Yes. but he's uh like six two now not quite' as okay. tall as his dad, but again he's what fifteen maybe so uh, be interesting to see because you know Brad underwood usually you know is at you know the the golf outing to speak um, have to be careful there I don't don't know that they can actually talk but they can acknowledge one another
0: well uh with all those flying a line uh, haven't had a connection yet uh with the program uh, uh the I'm forgetting somebody
1: not with basketball okay. at least but cause Kenny Battle's son uh Keon is on the Illinois football roster
0: okay that it
1: counts made his made the same move too transferred from Northern to Illinois just like his dad um but yeah i think other than that cuz like Javon Freeman, Liberty, uh, uh, Mark Liberty's nephew. Uh, he was a really good college basketball player, but he played at Valpo and DePaul. Um, he's on somebody's summer league roster too. Uh,
0: All right,
1: uh, but I'm trying to think of other. Kenny Battle's daughter Ty played against Illinois some when she was at Indiana State. Played basketball there. So there good there's been a few there. Well, there, maybe
0: there. Uh, Phoenix ends that uh, drought. Uh, be certainly well received by the fans, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I mean, because Kendall Gill is like one of—I mean, he's a fan favorite. I think was then and remains that now, and a lot of that's because he keeps—I mean, he's keeps hosting, you know, his golf outing every year, and he shows up, and you know, you know raises money for Cunningham Children's Home, and he just has maintained that connection to the community, and I think that keeps you know, you know, the buzz on him being pretty positive.
0: Well, an offer from Illinois certainly will turn some heads uh, from other programs who will then uh, i guess start paying attention to one Phoenix Gill.
1: Yeah, and again, still has 3 years of high school left, so no telling where his recruitment will will take him.
0: All right, what else we have on the recruiting trail, Mr. Richie?
1: Well, July is another you know big recruiting month and you know Jeff Alexander is actually has been in Spain recruiting at the beginning of this month uh, with the FIBA U-17 World Cup in Malaga. You know, several Illinois recruiting targets on you know, the U.S. team, including one with a connection to Champaign and Coa Pete, who is the son of Todd Pete, former Central standout on the football field. Um, Coa is... One of two 15-year-olds on the U17 U.S. roster and has played really well so far uh, in their first two games. So uh, Jeff got himself a pretty nice trip to the coastal city of Malaga, but you know, just a, it's a work trip, a business trip, of course. Um, but then, I mean, the big event in July, obviously, is summer uh, is Peach Jam, yeah, towards the end of the month. Uh, but uh, the coaches will be out again and. Focus probably, you know, on that class of 2023 where they're still, you know, looking to have anybody committed.
0: All right, Scott Ritchie. Again, I appreciate you coming in on the 4th. Big fireworks night planned. You shoot bottle rockets still out of, like, tubes at at passersby.
1: We'll never add someone. Okay. That's
0: uh, irresponsible. All right.
1: I haven't. It's been a few years since I've shot off any fireworks. Do you
0: fireworks? watch the the, the fireworks, the, the ones on campus from your Savoy Bureau? Um, I mean, I, Yeah, I can see them. Yeah. Right. I don't really have to go anywhere. All right, get yourself some bush light, lawn chair, sit out front, and enjoy the show. I...
1: Have all of those things, so
0: That's I could do perfect. that. <laughs> I just described a perfect night, didn't I? That's not a bad one. Hey, real quick, anything uh, I'm forgetting to ask you before uh, I let you go?
1: Uh, I guess she's on the recruiting front. Illinois did have a, a official visitor on campus you know, last week, Amani Hansberry. He's a Class of 2023 forward from uh, Maryland. So, you know, Chester Frazier, of course, is kind of leading that recruitment. But uh, put up really good numbers at uh, Mount – St. Joseph, you know, led them to the Baltimore Catholic League title last year, um, and I think most notable from his numbers, average like just over four assists per game as a six eight six nine forward. So uh, that fits what Brad Underwood wants because he, he wants every player on his roster to be able to you'll be a, a good passer. And Amani Hansberry, you know, is certainly that. But I mean, I'm always really prioritized him. Obviously, got him on the official. Um, We'll see where that, that leads. would be a, an interesting piece.
0: All right. Uh, thanks, Scott Ritchie. Thanks, Ed Bond. Um, everybody enjoy tonight's fireworks, and happy birthday, America. We We will uh, we'll celebrate some more next Monday.